Badger fans, let's talk about the preferred walk-ons for the football class of 2024. There's a couple players here who I think have really interesting skill sets, and I'm excited to see how they do in Madison. Let's talk about them. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in, being one of the everydayers. Really do appreciate you. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. All right, let's talk about it. We've talked a lot about this 2024 football recruiting class and very high praise across the board, right? I think it's a it's a really good class. But of all fan bases, right, Badger fans know, Badger football fans know, there's also this other aspect of it, the preferred walk-on class. And while I think, I do think that with this new staff, some of the emphasis on that is going to go away a little bit. It's never going to be completely gone from inside the state of Wisconsin because of all the factors we've talked about, because of of the fact that kids grow up in state loving the Badgers, because there's really not another great in-state alternative they can go to easily. There's no other, obviously, low-level Division One program, right? Like Iowa has Iowa and Iowa State. There's no, you know, North Dakota State or South Dakota State inside the borders like that, you know, a high-level um, FCS program. That's why a lot of Badgers, you know, a lot of players go to Wisconsin because they, they're good enough to go to some of these other places, but there's not another in-state alternative. They grow up on the red and white. They grow up on the motion W and the history and the lineage. I don't have to explain to anybody listening to this podcast, like preferred walk-ons have helped make this program. Some of the biggest stars in this program have been preferred walk-ons. And I, I don't listen, we're not going to lose sight of that in the 2024 class. There's five of them we're going to talk about including a couple I, I'm really intrigued by. Um, it Will they any of them pan out? I don't know. But will any three-star recruit pan out? I don't know, right? Like uh, I had someone tell me that I was looking at film on um, Milo Spasovich, who's a – I probably butchered that last name and I apologize, but he's he's the preferred walk-on quarterback. And somebody told me, well, what's the point? And I'm like, he, he is honestly like, what's the point of watching film on a three-star quarterback recruit? Like a lot of people bust. But um, I think all these preferred walk-ons have carrying skill sets. Something something about them on each one of them I'm going to get into it that I really kind of like and I'm intrigued by and I want to see more of. Right. So let's start there. We're going to start with the first person we're going to talk about. It is quarterback. Uh, I'm going to put a, a kind of a tickler down here of all the, the preferred walk-on commits. It is quarterback Milos Spashevich. Uh, Spashevich. I really apologize. Um, quarterback coming out of Minnetonka, Minnesota. Had an offer from St. Thomas. What do we see about him that we really like? That's that's intriguing. That's interesting. Um, the the first one is frame. Like this is a a six three six four. I think he's more six four, two hundred fifteen pound, really solidly built quarterback. Uh, you notice pocket presence when you watch Milo's play. Uh, he's somebody who moves around in the pocket really well, but he keeps his head downfield. Right, he'll break tackles in the pocket, and so many high school players, as soon as they do that, they put their head down, they run. He keeps his head up the field. Uh, really looking to extend inside the pocket to make the throw. Good good arm as well. He is, he is a really solid arm. He has multiple throws where he's driving the ball into the seam, really getting it in between safeties, you know, getting it, filtering it um, over that first layer of coverage and underneath that second layer. It shows a lot of touch. Um, several different fade passes in the red zone, showing the ability to really uh, control the ball placement, be very accurate. Um, pretty good accuracy on the move as well. 
let's see, playing out of the shotgun. So somebody who is experienced taking those type of snaps, making those type of reads. Uh, scheme so scheme fit is going to come in and it's not going to be a big shock to him uh put does well in the pocket you know not a dual threat guy in the sense of he's not he's not escaping and, and game breaking with his legs that's not his game he's not a, a, a super mobile guy not super fast he can move around he's not a statue he's not deacon hill like he can move around he's not joel stave um he does move around but his movement skills are more pocket-based right think Think somebody's just creating time in the pocket to make a throw. Um, good zip on the ball again. We'll push the ball down the field. Plays out of the shotgun. Uh, the other thing I would say with with Miles is you can never have too many quarterbacks, right? Because quarterbacks are the ultimate anomaly in sports. We just saw. Listen, Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick. He's going to go to the NFC Championship game. Kurt Warner was begging groceries and then eventually was leading the Rams to Super Bowls, right? Like he's one of the great NFL quarterbacks. Uh, for uh, that period of time, and he's bagging groceries for a while. Like you never know with quarterbacks. It's about what's between the ears, and it's about do they have enough arm talent. Um, so, I if you can get somebody with a good frame, uh, this kid has that, and enough arm strength. He has arm strength. Get him in and see what happens. Like I, I love adding more quarterbacks to the room because once you get him in, the cr- the cream's going to rise to the top, and you never know with quarterbacks. Like you never, never, never know, right? So take more, take another, and see if you hit gold on one of them. Uh, there's elite quarterbacks that come from division two, division three, right? You never, never know. So I, I like it. It's a good pickup. Again, this, the carrying skill set here, if, if you want to buy into something, it's the frame and, and kind of the arm ability. It's it's not an elite arm, but it's a good enough arm with accuracy and touch uh, to three different levels. So I like it. It's a fun pickup and adding to that quarterback room, which I think you should always be doing. You should always be adding talent into that room. Always. So that's uh, Milo Spasovich. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is Drew Brown. Uh, Drew Brown, an inside linebacker coming out of Oak Creek, Wisconsin, prolific tackler. Drew Drew Brown is uh, he's going to lead o- leave Oak Creek as the all time the school's all time leading tackler. Had 117 this last year, I believe. Two sport athlete plays basketball, football. You know, nice jump shooter, actually. Somebody who who plays really well for your starter. I think in both those sports. Very, very instinctual middle linebacker, right? Read, uh, read and recognition skills, football awareness. Um, Drew has that in spades, right? You don't, you don't tackle like that as a middle linebacker. You don't rack up those kind of numbers if you're not reading the offense, if you're not reading your cues, trusting your eyes. He plays fast, instinctual, um, does a really good job between the tackles, sifts through traffic, definitely sees where that play is happening and, and beats the ball carrier there, beats the lineman there. Uh, doesn't really stay blocked. Also shows some ability to peel off, come into coverage, play some of those underneath crossers. There's clips of that as well. Um, not, I don't think he's the fastest guy, but from a tackling standpoint, from an IQ standpoint, he checks a ton of boxes and definitely somebody that you're getting in. I mean, we talked a little bit about the Badgers last year, right? Tackling issues. Like this is not a player who's going to come in and miss tackles. Really, really sound. Uh, reminds me of some of the old school Wisconsin linebackers that they've had coming in. Uh, it's very instinctual. Really good between the tackles, um, good in run defense. Uh, somebody who probably could be a score, a core special teamer pretty early in his career with just his mindset. There's clips of him playing offense and defense. Offensively, like he's playing kind of a tight end H-back role. Definitely shows versatility there. Shows the ability to catch, has really good hands, which is going to play as a linebacker dropping into coverage. So Drew Bram, somebody who, if we're talking about the carrying skill set, and with each of these players, we're going to talk about what's a skill set you look at that, that – lets you dream on this PWO that lets you dream on this preferred walk on that lets you think 
this maybe this kid has a future. And for for Bram, it's it's athletic uh, ability between the tackles, it's high IQ awareness, and it's honestly just being a football player, right? You see guys playing on both sides of the ball, making plays on both sides of the ball. A lot of times that translates. So Drew Bram coming out of Oak Creek, again excellent tackler, first team All State offense defense reads the run immediately when he sees it sifts through traffic makes a tackle really nice looking inside linebacker all right we're gonna take a break there for our friends of the show come back talk about some more walk-ons coming to wisconsin in this 2024 class including a couple guys uh we'll get to who i'm most intrigued by in this walk-on class and who i think i'm most excited to see and see if the skill set might translate that's coming up next on locked on badges but first a quick break for friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel remains the number one source for all of your sports betting needs. Everything you need from futures, parlays, teasers, spreads, it's all there on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you're betting the NFL playoffs, NFC, uh, NFC, AFC championship games are this weekend. It is an easy to use website. Please do it responsibly, but easy to use, easy to get your payouts, easy to navigate. If you haven't done it before, it's incredibly user-friendly, incredibly beginner-friendly. It is the ultimate spot for all your sports betting action. And now new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. That's $150 guaranteed win or lose. And like I said, the app is incredibly easy to use for whatever you're trying to do. The payouts are fast. It's simple. This is where I'm going for all of my sports betting action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's keep talking here. A bunch more, uh, or not a bunch more, three more walk-ons I definitely want to get into, preferred walk-ons. We talked about the quarterback, Milos. We talked about Drew Bram, the tackling machine from Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Let's talk about Mason Lane. Mason Lane is a ton of fun to watch on film. Like, listen, one of the reasons that we watch sports, and I mentioned this back when we were watching Leo Chanel play, right, is we watch sports to see people do fun things. I, I, you just boil it down to that, right? We watch sport to, sports to see people do things we, we can't do. Uh, and listen, Mason Lane has a ton of that on film, right? He's, he's a dual-threat kid, in-state kid, uh, played quarterback, but also played defensive back, uh, plays safety. He runs the ball, dynamic, statistically incredible year. Incredible year for Mason. 3,100-plus uh, yards of offense when you factor in the passing yards and the rushing yards, 50 touchdowns. Again, factoring in the rushing and the passing, won a state title at the Division Four level, um, was the conference player of the year, first team All-State quarterback. Again, he's not going to play quarterback in college. He's an athlete very much. You think back to uh, some of the in-state athletes that Wisconsin has had that were quarterbacks, right, that played some type of quarterback and, and transitioned out of that spot to play receiver or outside linebacker or these other positions, uh, a lot of times – when you're organizing a football team, you just at a young age, you say, who's the best athlete? That dude plays quarterback. I can guarantee you that's been Mason Lane's life. You're the best athlete. Go play corner. It's like in baseball. You're the best athlete, uh, center or shortstop, right? That's Mason, like really, really good athlete. Fast. I saw reported four five on his 40. I don't know if he's quite like electronically timed. I don't know, but he looks fast on film, big enough, six foot one, 200 pounds, it's probably going to be a safety. If I had to, if I had to guess, he's going to be a safety at the college level. Uh, how did he look at safety? He had four uh, interceptions this year to go along with playing quarterback, to go along with those 50 touchdowns on offense. He had offense. He had four picks. Um, good enough size to play safety. Showed really good hands on film. When you're watching some of the clips, shows anticipatory skills, understands. It feels like he has a good feel for the game. And when the ball's there, hand catches. It's not off deflections. 
makes a play on it. And then he's definitely with those running abilities going to be dangerous after the catch. Feels like another guy, like uh, uh, like some of the some, some some of the younger transfers we've gotten in at linebacker that could be a core special teamer, somebody that has value there with his size and his ability to run. Um, this feels like a unique pickup. Somebody, for, again, we're talking carrying skill set. You're talking kind of just a mold, of, a ball of clay here, right? Uh, four four. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, not four 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 five four five five type speed has reported. I saw a 39 inch vertical. Listen, if those, I don't know how completely accurate those numbers are. I haven't like double checked in those or verified them. But if he's a six foot one, 200 pound kid running a four five five ish with a 39 inch vertical, like that's real athleticism. I mean, that's that's not athleticism you typically get in a in a preferred walk on, right? That is real, verifiable, legitimate, top of the charts type athleticism so uh this could be a potential steal if you can find the position right you got to transition them from playing that quarterback spot transition them into that safety spot into that type of role um but if he does he might have the requisite athletic tools to play there and excel there so um this is one i'm excited about as well i think if you talk about carrying skill set it's the athletic tools at that size i think that's the skill set you look at and say okay again with all these players you got to squint a little bit they are preferred walk-ons for a reason i'm not trying to tell you five Lombardi winners or whatever they are, you know, uh, Heisman Trophy winners are walking into the door with this class. But what I am telling you is each one of these players has some type of carrying skill set, which is why the University of Wisconsin and Max and Pat reached out to them and, and, and are bringing them on board, right? Preferred walk-ons at Wisconsin, it, it's still that's still not an easy thing to get. And I'm excited by each one of these players because of this specific skill set I'm talking about. And for Mason, again, it's those athletic traits, that size, if he's running that well and able to jump at a 38, 39-inch vertical level, that shows explosion. That shows explosive ability. That translates to quick twitch muscle. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. All right, let's get into the next two. The, these are the two that I kind of circled watching all the film, and it's not to take anything away from the first three. In each one of the first three guys I've talked to, talked about, uh, in my opinion, they, they have a skill set there that's worth talking about and mentioning. These are the two, though, that I really looked at. I'm like, I really like these two. Uh, the first one is Cody Raymond, linebacker coming out of Michigan, Utica. Utica. I almost said Utica. Utica, Michigan. Um, six foot five, two ten. Uh, he is actually a three star on two four seven. So he had offers, reported offers from Temple and Toledo. Like, if you get listen, if you get a walk on out of state, okay, and he is a couple of verifiable like D one offers again, Toledo, Temple. That's a huge win in two of itself. And then you watch the film. And you see a six foot five guy. Like he's probably six foot five. Rivals has him listed at six five, one ninety-five. He's definitely not one ninety-five when you watch film. He's he's probably six five, two fifteen, two twenty, somewhere in that range. That's a really big frame, right? That is a a and he, it looks it. He looks like he has the ability to put on 15, 20 pounds and in a year or two after being in Madison, be six five, two thirty, six five, two thirty-five. Like that's just a big human being. Um moves pretty well. He's not the most sudden guy. Like he's not explosively athletic, at least watching film. I don't see that, but I see someone who's incredibly violent at the point of attack. He runs through people. He blows up blockers. Sometimes it feels like he's got somebody targeted and he's just, he's just like, and it, it, sometimes it's to the detriment of the play almost, right? Um, you know, the, the ball carrier almost runs around him as he's blowing up the lead blocker, but that level of physicality you can't teach. He plays with a ton of, um healthy violence right on the football field again big frame really really good athletically at the point of attack runs through ball carriers runs through blockers 
physical, big motor. Several plays where he's running plays from behind or he's running down line of scrimmage. Uh, motor is something that not everybody has. I think you see that on his film. So you start to combine some of these things, right? Uh, big frame, six foot five, violent at the point of attack, good motor, had some other Division One offers. He hasn't reported, I saw him listed on his profile, four, five, seven speed. I, I don't know if I saw it's it's listen, it's really hard to tell. Like I'm not I'm not here to try to say I can watch film and say he's a four five seven guy or he's a four six five guy. But when you watch enough football, you can start to pick out like that guy's really you know football fast. And I don't see like crazy linebacker speed for him, but I see enough. And when he gets going, like he he runs through people. Um, I'm interested, I'm really interested in Raymond. He's one of my favorite uh preferred walk-ons in this class because that caring skill set, well, that caring skill set that is six five right six five in the ability to, to motor a little bit not a lot of those dudes so i'm interested there i think this could be another guy i keep talking about this could be another special teams guy this could be a guy who fights in a couple of years into that too deep and then provides depth and maybe some uh maybe some ability to set the edge against the run i think he might turn into that kind of physical player where if he gets up to six five two forty i think he could I think he could take on tackles a little bit and tight ends and help turn them and keep that edge as a physical edge setter against the run. I think he could be that type of player. So, um, yeah, Cody Raymond, one of my two favorites in this class. All right, let's get into, you probably guessed the last one in here, um, is for me, Langdon Nordgaard, uh, in-state kid coming out of pair to pier, Wisconsin, a six five one ninety. Uh, so let, let's start just like I talked about with Raymond, right? What a six five one ninety six six five two hundred like, that's just such a unique size to play uh, on the boundary, to play receiver, to play tight end. He, a lot of his film, he's play, either playing in the slot or on the boundary. Great hands. Like, again, I'm watching highlight films. I get that. Um, but tons of tough, difficult hand catches, right? Not He's not cradling in the body. He's elevating, catching at the catch point, bringing it in, taking contact. Several plays in the red zone where he's taking contact from a safety or cornerback. He's winning those 50-50 jump balls because to him at that size, it's not 50-50. Uh, he's a track guy. I think there's kind of some kind of unique athletic traits here. Um, very, very tall, like kind of maybe a Tommy McIntosh. I don't, I don't think he runs quite as well as Tommy McIntosh, but that type of think that type of frame and size. Uh, I think there's a lot to like here with with Langdon just from a size standpoint, and I think his hands are really good. So if you start to to put some of those pieces together, he comes to campus, red shirts, right? Maybe puts 10, 20 pounds on. Now you have a six foot five, two hundred twenty pound guy with really good hands. That's useful. Like that can play in the red zone. And maybe, maybe it's more of a niche thing. Maybe it's more of a, you know, um, we want to throw a, a slot fade to you to you. And, and that's a guy that can fit that role. Now, maybe Booker is just that guy anyway, but I I again think you don't get a lot of preferred walk-ons with this size and that type of hand-eye coordination, the ability to go up and win those jump balls. I think it's unique. I think it's really unique. Uh, he's also really physical after the catch. You know, he's running through people. It takes four or five people to bring him down at times. You can tell wh- one of my things when I see somebody that's really physical and tough after the catch, my first thought isn't necessarily, oh, that's going to immediately translate because he's going to be playing much better players in college. No, but my first thought is he's a competitive SOB and he doesn't want to go down, right? That's that's where my thought goes first. And that translates, right? Competitive SOB translates. And when you see people fighting for extra yards, when you see people not going down and there's three people draped over them, I'm not here to make like completely say I know what this kid, what's inside this kid's heart, but a lot of kids go down easy and a lot of kids don't. I will take the kids who don't go down easy and fight for yards. Um, so anyway, that's that's kind of the five we got coming in, right? It's a good mix of players. Again, I always 
I will always add quarterbacks. You got a couple of big framed kids and then you got a couple in-state athletes. Um, it's a good mix. And it wouldn't shock me at all to see one or two of these guys contribute in some way, whether it's special teams, whether it's too deep. I think they all have a caring skill set. And once again, if any fan base, if there's any fan base out there that needs to that doesn't need to be reminded about the potential importance of preferred walk-ons, it's Wisconsin. Right. So very excited for this group. Let me know who your favorite preferred walk-on is. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, come back and talk about my favorite Wisconsin walk-on ever, along with a couple of yours. That's coming up next on Locked On Batches. But first, a quick break for friends of the show and a quick second to say thank you to everybody who tunes in, who makes this one of your first stops every day. All right. Welcome back to Locked On Badgers. Once again, thank you so, so much for everybody who tunes into these shows, who everybody, for everybody who will help make this community possible. Y'all are amazing and incredible, and thank you so, so much. All right. Let's get into... Uh, I, I threw the question out there on Twitter because I was curious what everyone went to. I knew this was going to be a show about preferred walk-ons in the 24 class. And I just wanted to kind of get everyone's feeling. What's your favorite Wisconsin football walk-on of all time? Not not the best, but who is your favorite? Um, let me give you some of the names we got. So we definitely got Jim Leonard. Several, several people said, hey, Jim Leonard, the Wisconsin GOAT. You're not going to find a better walk-on than Jim Leonard. Right. Everybody here kind of knows the accolades, but, you know, all American went to the NFL, played in the NFL for a long time, came back, obviously became a coach, uh, incredible on special teams. Like everybody knows the Jim Leonard story coming from a small town, Ladysmith, Wisconsin, um, kind of up in my neck of the woods, actually, where I grew up. Yeah, you're not going to find a better one than that. He's not my favorite. Like if I had to say favorite, mine is I'll let you know who mine is in a second. But, yeah, if you're talking best, it's probably Jim Leonard right up there. Um, we had a couple other ones. Someone said Mason Stocky. I actually think Stocky was a scholarship guy, but I forgot to look that up before this show. Um, we had a couple from Owen Arnett. Uh, yeah, obviously Owen Arnett played a, a big, big role this year. Somebody who stepped in and um, contributed, right? Had a couple tackles against LSU. So we had a, a couple votes for Owen Arnett. We had Alex Erickson votes from several people. That's an obvious one. Um, Dari Ogumawale, who I've always thought, I've always thought Dari was one of the most underrated Badgers in that, that big line of Wisconsin running backs, I had compared Daring Dupree. I said, I said, Daring Dupree to me has a little Dari in him. And I remember when I said that, somebody told me like, eh, I hope he's better than that. And I remember thinking, I don't think you realize how good Dari was. Dari played in the NFL for several years. Dari was, I think, ran for 800 yards one season, really good out of the backfield. Uh, Dari is one of my all-time favorite Badger walk-ons. Uh, started as a cornerback. I don't know if people remember that. Started as a corner, transitioned into running back, became a really nice weapon for us. I, and the ability to leave people just in a cloud of dust in the open field. So I always think he gets underrated. I like Dari a lot. My favorite Badger walk-on of all time was was Abby, was Jared Aberderis. I, I love he just the smoothest right route runner. Um, you're talking about a dude who torched Ohio State. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the Ohio State cornerback was. Was that Reggie Roby? Am I just mixing up names? But I remember after that game, I think he went for 230 against them, right? Just repeatedly. And, uh, you know, nobody can pronounce his name correctly on the broadcast. They were like, Abu Duras. I'm like, no, it's, okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. Well, I'll, I'll go with it. But I like Ohio State can guard him. I remember, I remember, I think it was Roby that was talking about it. He said, that's the best receiver I played all year. Like he was talking about pre-draft stuff. He's like, that guy, he's incredible. Um, route running, size, hands, toughness, special teams ability. He was so, so, so good, man. Um, he continually made big plays, big catches, productive over the course of three years. Finished with 202 catches. Um, 
3,100 yards, two first-team All-Big Ten selections. Listen, if that's the type of player, if we could get a couple of Jared Aberderis's on last year's team, if you had one of those guys, like that team wins another game. Like that's a game-winner type player. Uh, so that was one of my favorite all-time. Uh, I had somebody vote for J.J. Watt. Uh, Ryan Ramchek is another one that got some love. Yeah, like J.J. Watt was incredible. Again, if we're talking about the best players that started off as walk-ons, J.J. Watt's a better player than Jared Everdares. But, you know, Watt really just had that one great year at Wisconsin. You know, played two, and then he left. Um, yeah, I ne we never got to see the full impact. It, I shouldn't say that. Like, he was incredible his last year, obviously. He helped us win both the Iowa and the Ohio State games. I'm not trying to diminish anything he did, but – you know, because he started somewhere else and because he left early, it just felt like we only got – we didn't get the full three-course meal of J.J. Watt at Wisconsin, right? We got the, maybe the appetizer, and I was eating the dinner, and the waiter came and took it away. I was like, ah, well, huh. I didn't quite get it all. Where with, with Abby, you know, you saw him come in, and you saw him develop, and then just had a tremendously successful career. It's a shame he got hurt in the NFL because I, I think he would have succeeded. I think he would have been a successful NFL kind of possession route running receiver as like the number three or number four guy. Uh, but total shame. But that was my favorite guy. Obviously, I'll give you another one. And I know people don't always love. Well, I'll give you a couple more I love. Like I could go on and on. Leo Musso, because I wrote him off. I wrote him so off the year when he was going to be the starting safety. So 2016, we're playing LSU. And I said, Leonard Fournette is going to murder this guy. And then Leo Musso had a great year. Uh, returned a, a fumble for a touchdown against Michigan State. He was incredible. Like, Leo Musa was awesome. So that guy is definitely on my list of, yeah, like, one of my favorites. Brady Ewing is up there. I'll give you another one. Joel Stave. People, people crap on Joel Stave. That dude didn't always have the best receiving group. Um, had coaching turnover. Like, he did the best he could with what he had. And I'll always respect Mr. Joel Stave for that. Besides, it's not really his fault that he was the starter. That's a depth chart thing, and that's a we didn't recruit enough talent around you to take the spot, so now you're the guy. And by the way, you won a bunch of games at Wisconsin. So uh, my favorite is Jared Aberderis. I'm curious who your other favorites are. This is the preferred walk-on show, talking about some of the guys coming in that 2024 class. Really do like the group. I think there's interesting talents and uh, some physical abilities here. I'm excited to see how they, excuse me, how they progress um, in the next couple of years, and I'm hoping – and wouldn't be surprised if one or two hit for the Badgers. So on Wisconsin, a bunch more content coming up. Thank you as always, and we'll talk later.